0: Rankium. This week, Theophilus. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperor's Hotelus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Constantine XI. I don't know why my voice has gone quite so... Yeah, it went a bit strange. It, it did, it did. You really forcing that out, weren't you? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> almost had a beat going. Should have been yeah. beatboxing behind. Oh. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm getting <laughs> flashbacks of my primary school teachers who, had, who thought they were cool and hip and relevant with the kids by doing a rap i do that i teach every lesson rap because i'm cool relevant and hip with the kids <laughs> <laughs> and this is episode 118 theophilus theophile who theophilus of course oh he's uh, michael II's son well done and the last in line i'm imagining well we'll see won't we right okay here we go here we go born at some point Wonderful. We're <laughs> at right, that stage again, are okay. we? Yeah, I'm just going to say it now. This was the hardest research I've ever done. Really? Yeah. I mean, th- this took me twice as long to put together than it usually does. Oh, wow. Because we've got our near primary sources, and then we've got lots of secondary sources. Yeah. And then you've got Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got Stylitsis and Theophanes Continuatus. I'm looking at Gibbon and Burry. I'm looking at more modern things like Norwich, and I'm looking online as well. And none of them agree with what the hell is going on during this reign. I mean, seriously, none of the five areas I was looking in had a coherent chronology for this reign. Well, that's fun, though, because we can choose our favourite. Well, I had to do that, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So I have done that, um, but I'm warning you now, if you go and read uh, some of the books some of this may have happened in a different order okay but i think my chronology makes sense so that's it what might I'm have happened with. in a different order then may have done i'm so guessing he was Theophilus died in <laughs> no no i'm fairly sure he was born at the start though i think that is the one consensus okay yeah <laughs> i don't think all historians can agree on um yeah and then it really starts to differ because he was either born between 800 and 805 yeah making him in his mid 20s when he became emperor Or he was born around 813, making him 16 when he became emperor. And that's a fairly important distinction. It is, yeah. One, he's a child, and one, he's an adult. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that does make a difference, and yet, nope, no one can agree. (laughs) Well, let's see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm going for the earlier date, because personally, I think nothing suggests that he was a child when he became emperor. So I'm I'm going for that earlier date. 808. 804 and a half. Okay. Yeah, let's go for that. Okay, so he was therefore born in 804 and a half, to Thecla and Michael II. Thecla, that's a goff, what the heck that name? Is. Yeah. Uh, that's around the time that Badani's rebelled, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're back in Nikephoros's reign here. So I'm going to say, right, that Theophanes was conceived the very night after the meeting in a cave, up a pole with the monk. I think as soon as he got down from the cave, to be honest. Like, he shimmed down the pole, wife was there. Come on, lass. Back up the pole and asked the monk if he had a spare room in his cave. That's what knocked it over. (gasps) The rocking. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it's all coming together. Right, so there we go. (laughs) Right, because Michael abandoned Badani's with Leo, they were rewarded, remember? And then Leo became Theophilus's godfather. Yes. Because Leo and Michael were good friends. Theophilus was given a very good education, unlike his father, if you remember, he was... He apparently struggled to read his own name. And when he was around ten, his dad helped his godfather revolt and take the purple. Now, it's possibly at this point that Theophilus gets John the Grammarian as his teacher. John the Grammarian. Yeah. That sounds impressive. John... Oh, that's his grammar, isn't it, in, like, writing? Yeah, he's, uh, his nickname is um. Grammaticus, or Gramanicus, sorry. Imagine if you call that as a teacher, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, actually. I am Gramanicus. Yeah, because obviously, like, uh, Germanicus is conqueror of the Germans. Yeah. Africanus, conqueror of Africa. Oh! <laughs> this is conqueror of the grammar. <laughs> yeah. But who sent you? Whom <laughs> sent you? No. That's wrong. But. <laughs> you got my point. It's fine because John would have picked up on that immediately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. John actually knew what the subjunctive form was and would use it regularly. Yeah. Haven't got a clue, have you? You're year six, I don't know. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> if he were to use the subjunctive form... I uh, would have used it well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, John got his nickname Grammaticus because he had a love of learning, and I'd like to think was a massive pedant. (laughs) Oh yes, kind of person who always picked up on fewer instead of less. Oh yeah, the the slightest (laughs) yes, slightest grammatical problem. Yeah, I bet he had a strong belief in the Oxford comma as well. Oh, I bet he's that kind of person. I bet he had strong feelings about the Oxford comma. Oh, (laughs) ass, hating already. Yeah. Apparently, his love of learning rubbed off on Theophilus. That sounds filthy. It does. Uh, Theophilus obviously becomes a grammatical pedant as well. I might just start calling him Theo. You know, Theophilus is a—it's a long name. I might call him yeah. Theo. I like okay. Theo. So yeah, Theo uh, was um, apparently very intelligent. Took to his studies well. He did. Bit of a bookworm. Then, at around the age of fifteen, his father was arrested and accused of treason. And put in prison. Put in prison. Yes. However, as we've seen, Michael was able to arrange the assassination of Leo from his cell. Yeah, that was quite cool. Then Dad Michael becomes Michael too. Do you think you have to call his dad that instead of Daddy Michael too? Yeah, I think so. Michael too! (laughs) And then the civil war with Thomas starts. Yay! Yay. We hear nothing of Theo during his father's rule, apart from two incidences. Theo is crowned co-emperor. Oh. That's the first time we hear about him, during Michael's rule. The second time is during one of the sieges of Constantinople. You remember Thomas came along and sieged? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then had to go away a bit. Winter. And then came back a bit. Yeah, Yeah. Spring. <laughs> yeah. Theophilus attempts to buoy the spirits of the troops by walking around the walls carrying... The one true cross. Oh, you mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. or bits of the one true cross—a wood block, the one true wood block, or just a stick. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we know about him. John Michael's rule is that he did that. during the siege. Do you think his reaction was similar to mine? Of what <laughs> you want me to carry this bit of wood? All right. If, if you insist, Empress Sir. <laughs> Apparently, the troops loved it though. They're right into that kind of stuff oh, they were. Bloody, hell, that's why they lose. <laughs> they won. Nor in in the in the long term. Oh <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> it's a long game. Now we don't know how much, if at all, Theophilus took part in the fight that took place between Michael and Thomas. After all, his father's meeting the usurper in the field. Remember, Michael goes out to fight Thomas. Yeah. So we're going for the he's around seventeen by this age. Okay. So I think there's a good chance he probably went with his dad and uh, got some experience. I think by this age, yeah, you'd be certainly yeah. on the on seeing things going on. Yeah. So he probably would have been there in the siege of Adrianople, and he probably would have seen Thomas, who he probably called Uncle Thomas when he was a child, have his hands and feet chopped from his body. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, hey, Uncle Thomas, how are you? Oh. <laughs> 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 Do I <you> <laughs> to give you a hand? Oh. Don't, don't wave, don't wave. Oh, oh there's blood everywhere. So then news of Crete falling and Sicily falling also would have reached them. Maybe Theophilus had thoughts on this. Oh, (laughs) that happened. Yeah, probably. We have no idea. But... Then the good news, because his father got sick and died. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Not good news for anyone at the time. No. 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 Uh, but good news for us, because that's when the sources actually start writing about Theophilus. No. More details. It's well, been I'm a glad Michael is dead. Yes. So, Theophilus, at the age of around 25 or 16, but we're going for 25, becomes emperor of the Romans nice and this is where we start seeing detail like i say on him what he was like as a person because i right. bet you're not going to guess the first thing he does something to do with john the grammar person <laughs> <laughs> no although he does come back into it oh try and get back Crete in sicily no but that comes back in later yeah leo got his godfather it is linked to leo yes kills him he's already dead Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kills him again. Oh, gives him some sort of triumphy thing, and in... the first thing he does is he calls all of those who were close to his father to a meeting. So all the advisers yes. that had been advising his father. I wish to see you. <laughs> hence, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I quote here: He spoke to the assembled company in a modest and gentle voice. Oh, my people and my inheritance. It was the will and the desire of my late father to bestow many titles, benefits, and other honours upon those who supported and defended his rule. Events overtook him, i.e. he's dead. (laughs) And it is to me, the successor to his throne, that he has left this undischarged debt, in order that he not appear ungrateful to his supporters, so... Let each one of those men step forward from the crowd and show himself to us plainly, so that, knowing which of you are his friends, we may reward you as you deserve. He's going to kill them all, isn't he? (laughs) Every single one of them. The shocked expressions of all watching, including their family and children. It's going to take months to get the blood off the wall. Just been whitewashed. Several in the meeting <laughs> who don't have your foresight. <laughs> I mean, assume if you were there, you'd be edging to the door like this. Point. <laughs> oh God, I'm running. <laughs> Rob, come with me. Rob! Don't step forward! Don't walk towards the light <laughs> Several in the meeting stepped forward to speak of how they managed to pluck Theophilus' father from a death sentence by assassinating Leo. Yes, I was the one who saved your father. Your, I was there singing the carols while stabbing Leo. Your godfather. Who taught you about Christianity. Oh, dear. <laughs> Theo then turned to the head of the guards who was standing in the corner. I like to think casually throwing his sword <laughs> in the air, it's twirling a couple of times and he was just catching it whilst he had a cigarette what? out the corner of his mouth. Or leaning against a column or something. Yeah, yeah. Not sharpening it. It's like shink, so it's like walking forward. Shink. <laughs> <laughs> and... I will quote here. This isn't me. He said three words. Go to it. Ah, oh, nice and unambiguous. <laughs> I imagine there's some pre-planning with that sort of comment. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> the men who had stepped forward were arrested there and then for killing mm. an emperor in a holy place. Ooh, but his dad didn't do it. So his dad wouldn't have minded. So what does he... Maybe he just respects the emperorship more. Yeah, yeah. Or... Maybe he was close to Uncle Leo when he was growing up. Yeah, it was his godfather. He's probably he might have been there. Maybe he saw it. There's a good chance he would have done. Ooh. Maybe in a holy place, as a, a euphemism for a holy place, and he just didn't like Leo being stabbed <laughs> just there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right in the holies. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Ooh. Anyway, um, and they're dead. And like you say, everyone's a little bit unnerved by this. Good show of power, though. Yeah, yeah. Sets your authority in place. Yeah, a good show of I'm not my father. Yeah. And I'm certainly not some underling who you can just push about. Again, I think this supports the idea he's 25, not 16. Or throwing a tantrum. Or maybe he was. Right, okay. Next job. Needs to find an empress. He's an emperor with no empress. That's not good. Admittedly, this is the best argument for Theophilus for being 16. <laughs> yeah, um, it would make more sense for him not to be married yet if he was 16, but it's still very possible at 25 he was unmarried. We've That's seen true. that before. Either way, it seems to have fallen onto one person to arrange the marriage, his stepmother. Oh dear. If you remember, Thecla, who's Theophilus' mother, had died. Yes. Yeah, we think during one of the sieges. Michael then had married a nun. But he did lots of bad things to get. Well, he denunned her, which yeah. Was, yeah, that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. This nun, if you remember, was the daughter to Constantine VI, mm. the one who lost his eyes. to add legitimacy. Yes, which makes her the granddaughter of Irene. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's all still kept in the family because of this. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course it yeah. is. So her name is Euphor. Her name is hard to pronounce. (laughs) Um, Her name is Euphrosine or Euphrosine or... I think Euphrosine is... Yeah. Euphrosine. I'll I'll just call her stepmommy nun. That will do. Anyway, uh, she started sending out messages for all eligible young women to be sent to the capital. Like, within reason, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be rich and... Yeah, from from an established family. You can't just send anyone. No. That's, like, underline the eligible. Make sure everyone knows what that means. Yeah. Meanwhile, however, that's going to take a while, so and things are moving fast. Theophilus starts to think about what kind of emperor he wanted to be. What do you think so far? bit brutal, but you can sort of understand why. There's a logic to his actions. Okay. He decides he's going to be an Enlightened Ruler. Right. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Kind of in stark contrast to his previous actions, I would argue. It was a blip. He was enlightened when he said go to it. (laughs) (laughs) See, the only reason you're telling me this is because he's going to be the exact opposite of that, isn't he? You can draw your own conclusion. Okay. (laughs) We will see. Right, he was going to draw inspiration from the likes of Justinian the Great. It's just the one we don't like? No, no, you're thinking of Julian. I'm (laughs) Julian. Bloody Julian. Yes. No, Justinian the Great was a uh, oh uh, yes yeah, yeah no, no, Hagia yeah. Sophia builder yeah yeah. yeah 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 the goats yeah yeah <laughs> anyway, uh, but not just Justinian. Um, there was another ruler who Theophilus really liked and admired and wanted to be like, and that was a far more recent ruler Harid al Rashid, who was until relatively recently about twenty years previously, the Caliph of the Caliphate. He probably wouldn't want to advertise that. I'll keep it quiet, but, you know, all oh, I love him. Well, He's Al- so good. Al-Rashid had ruled the Caliphate for about a quarter of a century until about 20 years previously. And he was widely seen as a very wise, learned ruler. Who had done much to help usher in what became known as the golden age of Islam? If we were doing Caliph's totalis rankium, mm. he'd be right up there, one of the ones to beat. Basically, okay. yeah. Is he the one that sort of encouraged the science and the? Oh yes, very much so. Oh. Under him, Baghdad becomes the centre of knowledge and culture and trade that it begins to get its name for lasers. Yeah, all those lasers. Um, in fact, so great was Al Rashid, apparently that uh, many of the tales in 1001 Nights, or Arabian Nights as it was oh. also translated as, are set in his rule. So this really is that that golden age of, of Islam where all the folk tales are coming out and all of the oh. all the progress is being made. And yeah, Al- Al-Rashid was apparently just a, a really good chap who ruled very well, listened to his people, and um, yeah, did an alright job. He impressed a lot of people, including John the Grammarian, oh. who taught Theophilus. So we're guessing this is where that, that comes yeah. from. It's a one day you'll be Emperor's son, and you should rule like Al-Rashid, the wise and learned ruler. Yeah. Not like your dad or Leo, because between me and you, they're not that great. I mean, they're all right. They're, <laughs> they're not like Ephros no. or Starachius, but yeah, you could do better. Think, uh, John the Grammarian says, like, oh, you need to check out Al-Rashid's colon. Showed him a letter. Lovely punctuation. Oh, I see. It's not something that I know for certain al Rashid was well known for, but I'm guessing he was a good punctuator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. So, Theo, under the tutelage of John the Grammarian, decided that, yeah, this is the kind of ruler I'm going to be. I'm going to usher in a golden age for, for the Romans. It's not fair that the Caliphate are having one. I want one too. Set his sights high. Yeah, exactly. wants to achieve it. That's not a bad thing to do, though, like not having high expectations. Well. Okay. Right, to begin with, he ordered extensive building projects around the city. Nice. I mean, a lot, including the palace itself and the walls. He ordered that or the, all the lower wall get knocked down and be rebuilt even higher. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. Like defend it more. Oh, yes. Um, get rid of the chips and the, the holes from the previous yeah. siege, that sort of thing. But start putting in traps. Like Snake pits. Painting on gateways that look like they're <laughs> open. So when the soldiers charge in, they just hit the brick wall. Oh, no, like the Acme cartoons. Yeah, yeah, mm. just like that. So their own soldiers can run straight through it. Yes. <laughs> they <run straight laughs> Exactly. So you got some of those up. Nice. Yeah, so the walls are even better than before. So work starts on those, uh, as well as the palace and many churches. Uh, just loads of building work, basically. So if you're a builder in Constantinople, it's looking good. You've got some work. And then Theophilus decides that his former tutor, John, should go to the caliphate and pay a visit to the son of al-Rashid, the current caliph, Mamun, who had just won a civil war against his half brother and was in charge over there. Nice. Now, John had a couple of things to discuss over there. First of all, and this is the uh, official diplomatic mission that he was going on, was to announce Theophilus' rise to the purple and and attempt to keep things smooth between the Empire and the Caliphate. Right. So, go over there, say I'm in charge. Um, no hard feelings. I've got a picture of your dad on my wall. Poster. He was a good guy. It's blended. However, there was a secret mission as well. Oh, yes. This is a bit reconnaissance. Not quite. Because there was a man... In Baghdad at the time. it's probably more than one. There was more than one, but there was one in particular. This was a Roman general called Manuel. I am Manuel. Yes. <laughs> Let me explain a little bit who Manuel is. Manuel. Around the time that it became clear that Michael II was dying, the equivalent of the foreign minister had accused Manuel of plotting to usurp the throne, taking Theophilus' rightful place. That is not true! <laughs> That's just French. <laughs> that is all the accent I can do! <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fearing for his life, Manuel had defected to the caliphate and offered his services as long as he could remain Christian. Can I come over here? I'm a pretty good general. Um, I want to stay a Christian, though. Is that all right? Is that all right with you guys? Yeah? Yeah. Apparently that was all right. Good. So he was allowed to stay. Excellent. Back in Constantinople, Michael had indeed died and Theophilus took the throne. And then he and his old tutor discussed Manuel. What was going on? Why did he suddenly nip out the window during the party that night? <laughs> just before my dad died. What was all that about? Looking I'm not seeing it, sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, they figured out what happened and they decided that they, they were fairly convinced that the general was still loyal to them. They didn't believe these rumours. They understood why Manuel fled because he feared for his life. But mm. they're fairly convinced if, if John could get to Baghdad and whisper in Manuel's ear, they could probably get him back. And he is a damn good general. Mm. So, go um, and do that, would you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, two things diplomatic mission and talk to Manuel. So, if John is going to Baghdad, however, he'd better impress. After all, people were talking about this golden age or whatever it was that was going on over there. It's like we don't want to look like the country bumpkins. Like if, <laughs> if, we're, if we're going to Baghdad. You've got to at least be able to read. <laughs> yeah. We, we need to arrive in style. Oh, no. <laughs> Massive, ridiculous gold carriage. No, there's there's with, none of with that. With taped taped book pages, their clothes show how learned and well read <laughs> they are. That kind of stuff. No, fortunately not. A bit simpler. Oh, good. Okay. I think that I obviously had a meeting beforehand. Lots of these things sketched up. Yeah. <laughs> <equipment>, no, Jeff. <laughs> the equivalent of the stabby-stabby board. There's just a board that says the word money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could just take a lot of money, couldn't we? That seems to work. Should we take a lot of money? Let's take a lot of money. So a lot of money is taken. He's given a ridiculous amount of money to just go and do what he wants with. Splash the cash a bit. This is John. This is John, yeah. Now, you might be wondering... Where on earth all this money is coming from? Yeah, because they're not exactly rolling in it, are they? They don't seem to have been recently. And suddenly, Theophilus is ordering the entire city to be rebuilt. Yeah. And here's a huge wad of cash. Not in a wad. (gasps) Massive taxes. Well, we're not really sure. Um, Some historians claim that it was Nykephros' reforms kicking in. Massive taxes. Remember, he was an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Uh, some suspect that the Romans came into some wealth in the form of gold mines discovered near Armenia. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's that. Um, Maybe it's something to do with the fact that currently, as far as I can tell, the empire's not paying anyone not to invade at this point, and they've been doing that on and off for a lot. And that's going to empty the coffers, Uh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So they don't seem to be paying anything out. Maybe it's a combination of all three. Maybe they just looked behind a sofa in the palace while all the building work was going on, and went, Oh, look! It's five years' worth of income. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Let's splash out. Either way, it seems the empire is something a lot richer than it has been for a while. So, John was able to set off with 36,000 gold pieces. That's a lot. That's a lot. More than I've got. Many gifts of art, and also, this one's important, two goblets of solid gold encrusted with precious gems. These were invaluable. They were like, really impressive. You wouldn't make a gobbler out of pure gold. Gold's a very soft metal. You'd drop it dent in half. Well, don't drop it then, Jamie. <sighs> but I can't be trusted. <laughs> anyway, he's got two of those. Not one, but two. Remember that. Anyway, he arrives in the Caliphate capital in around 8.30. In the morning or? <laughs> <laughs> in the afternoon. Okay. right. Baghdad, by this time, had completely eclipsed Tessaphon. Which is only 19 miles to the south. Oh, so it's a day's walk away. It's essentially in the same place. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Tessaphon replaced Babylon, which is essentially in the same place Mm. as well. So this area has been the capital of the region, but we've now got Baghdad instead of Tessaphon. And it's only about 64 years old. Oh. It's a really new city still, incredibly fast growing city, Mm. which has become the centre of art and culture and all sorts. The city was perfectly circular when it was first built. With a diameter of about a mile and a half, four gates equidistant from each other allow people to enter and leave. So you've got this perfectly round city with four gates. The walls were 30 metres tall. That's as big as a blue whale. Yeah, just in case the blue whale's attacked. It's been known to happen. It has been known to happen. Um, and also 44 metres thick at the base 44 meters thick. They didn't mess about with these walls. Wow, that's a thick wall. Yeah, 12 meters at the top, so they kind of tapered. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, Tessaphon, I mean, just kept being sacked all the bloody time. So I'm guessing when they built Baghdad, they went, right, <laughs> we're doing this properly. Inside the city was made up of residential and commercial rings. Yeah. So you got all your houses near the wall, and then you got all your shops. Yeah. But then in the middle, was the main mosque and also the palace with a small building for some of the guards as well yeah yeah then under the rule of al-rashid uh, the city had expanded rapidly and now many lived on the outside of the circular city estimations are that half a million people lived there for back then that's a lot that of is people. a lot this is, makes it one of the biggest cities in the world at the time wow constantinople Around this time has about half a million, but right at this time we think actually only had about half that. Right. So we're fairly sure that Baghdad is bigger population yeah. population wise than Constantinople. Gosh. cordova in Spain is also coming up as well. Okay. That's the other big city for the time. Mm. So it's um yeah impressive stuff. Mm. I just like the idea of this perfectly circular city. That's quite cool. It must have looked really impressive. Above, you really can appreciate it from ground level, yeah. Just a big wall <laughs> that's why people volunteer to be catapulted just to yeah. get a look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, catapult ride, yeah, one way, that's great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway. The current caliph, Mamun preferred the newly built Hassini Palace that was built to the south of the circular city. So this was a huge palace complex that was built outside the circular city. Right. Well protected, then. Uh, well, if there was any danger, they could nip in and go to the old palace yeah. and be safe. And, after all, this new palace had a polo ground and a racetrack attached to it, so... Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, where are you going to spend your time? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. fair play. Not sure whether it was normal polo or, or water, water polo. Water. Like Maybe both. A couple of ponds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, this is where John would have headed. He would have arrived in Baghdad and headed for the palace with his massive, massive case of gold. Yeah. Just chinking away down the street. Yeah. Anyway, John arrives. He delivers his official message to Mamun. By the way, Theophilus is now the emperor. I hope that's all right with you guys. And then was given a residence to stay in. Nice. Here he went on the charm offensive. You're so pretty, <laughs> so big and round. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, it did. it's backing away slightly awkwardly. <laughs> Well, um. <laughs> apparently it didn't matter the reason you went to see this Roman envoy. Whatever you went to see him about, you would always leave with a gift of a silver goblet full of gold coins. So. <laughs> the towel boy was doing very well that week. <laughs> you can- sir, can I get you in the towel? Ta- oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> yes. Oh, I just left my uh, briefcase. Oh, thank you. Richest man in Baghdad within a week, he was. <laughs> just imagine the person trying to organise... Who John got to see Really stressed out Trying to sort out people who actually had official business with Rome Yeah, so I'm just not convinced That Athlete's Foot is really Official business with Rome no. I can't see why you need to see him And you've got You, you, you sneezed last Thursday That has nothing to do with Rome, <laughs> go away You can imagine how quickly people were quite happy About John being there Yes. Then one evening, he attended a banquet, and he displayed one of those gold goblets I talked about, encrusted in precious gems. Yeah, yeah. ridiculously expensive. Uh, this object caught the attention of everyone there. So shiny. So, like, ooh, look at look at this goblet. Massive. Oh, look at the look at the gems. They're all shiny. Yeah. Oh. Then, halfway through the evening, phew, the goblet disappeared. What? Yeah. Someone stole it. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Mamoon was horrified that someone would steal from his guest, and a thorough search was very quickly organised. You can imagine diplomatic nightmare, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not good. John, however, assured his hosts, no problem. It's no problem, guys. Clicks his fingers, and another goblet, just as brilliant as the last, but obviously a different one, was brought forward... And placed in front of John. Oh, I use this one instead, he said. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Later that evening, John heads back to his rooms and carefully packs away both goblins. <laughs> nice. Yes. Shortly after this, Mamoon, I'm assuming, seeing through this act, because you'd have to be an idiot not. Before <laughs> you have to kill like a thousand <laughs> of his own people. I know you took it. <laughs> I know you took. What? What's that? Oh no, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yes. yes if so... John did it himself. Okay. Damn it. Any chance we can get this head back on? <laughs> no. Right. We're quite enlightened. I mean, we can use <laughs> a, a bit of sewing. Or... We've made many breakthroughs in medicine recently. <laughs> no, the head, the head back on's beyond us, right? Okay. So, I'm guessing Mamun sort through this because yeah. y- you would. Yeah. So, he decided if it was a rich off the Roman ambassador wanted, he was going to get one. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh yes. Turned up the next day with just massive gold rings on his hand, medallions. Oh, pimped out. <laughs> yeah, completely. Gold camel. He'd gone all trump on his own interior decoration. Oh, decorations. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> just Mamoon in massive gold oh. letters above the palace. Don't no. get competitive, sir. We discussed this. <laughs> Check your notes from earlier. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Mamoon does get a little bit competitive because the next day when John turns up, he walks into the room, and there is 100 people dressed in the finest clothing money could buy. And he is told, here you go, you may have your prisoners back. Because these were 100 Roman prisoners. Ah, oh. Like, dressed to the nines. Probably with shocked looks on their yeah. faces. <laughs> the, the things I've seen. <laughs> Why am I wearing a tux? <laughs> Yesterday I was being beaten and... <laughs> so, <laughs> John... Thanks, the Caliph. Cheers. But refuses to accept them. You just see the light go out in some of the eyes oh. of the prisoners. So oh. close. And again. I will quote here. He said they should remain in comfort and at liberty with the Arabs until a fitting compensation was arranged and an equal number of Saracen prisoners, now languishing in Roman jails, be given in exchange. that oh that's that's that cool there's bluff a little bit that's quite nice you have to keep them in this condition yeah it's like you keep them like that because obviously you keep them like this yes and we will give you some of your prisons that we obviously keep like this yeah I mean the fact that half of them don't have a hand (laughs) it's fine we'll put gold hands on them it's fine (laughs) three of them are blind laser eyes Mamoon apparently by this point was just really impressed. It's like, you know what? You play a good rich off. <laughs> <laughs> I am impressed. And your your grammar is second to none because Mamoon also was a bit of a grammar pedant and was just waiting for John to say less than fewer in regards to the prisoners. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately we have fewer prisoners to give oh. back. Oh, I'm impressed. I would <laughs> you like to see my colon? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <laughs> Sorry, I've only got a semi. <laughs> <laughs> After this point, uh, Mamoon and John apparently got on really well, and John was treated as a friend rather than just an envoy, and there you go. Everything was great. Ah, oh, good. John often went over to dine, and I don't know. They talked about um, passive voice, I imagine. Oh. Yeah. However, while there, John's doing all this, but don't forget, he's got another mission to do. Mm. Because he manages to get message to Manuel the defected general, with a little note saying something along the lines of You can come back home. Theophilus believes you, I believe you. It's safe to come back. Manuel sent word back to this message He would think about it. It's quite good here, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good. People keep coming along and giving us loads of cash. Right? <laughs> Especially at the moment since you've been here. Have you seen the polo field? (laughs) Great. Yeah, anyway, John returns to Constantinople, informed Theophilus of all the amazing buildings in Baghdad. I mean, you should see the city, it's amazing. It's it's clean. It's only sixty-four years old. It's it works. The infrastructure's there. It's round. It's round. It's great. It's it's really good, Theophilus. So as all these building projects were going on anyway, Theophilus listens to to John, and they decide to make a couple of tweaks to their buildings just to make them look a bit better. Yeah. Using inspiration from from the east. Meanwhile, Theophilus's stepmother and her call for potential brides has borne fruit. Ooh. Yeah, which was a shame because they wanted young eligible women. Um, <laughs> but, but here's a tangerine, sir. <laughs> Pineapple, coconut. They went far and wide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't slack. The women who were gathered were lined up in one of the brand new halls that had just been built. Oh, this is a classy choosing, isn't it? Oh yes. Theophilus walks in holding a golden apple. At least he wasn't holding anything else. It's very bling this episode. Oh isn't it really it? is, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he apparently Made the most of the situation and uh, walked up and down quite a bit and eventually presented his apple. (laughs) Have a squeeze of my apple. (laughs) (laughs) Presented his apple to one young woman who, interestingly, happened to be the niece of Manuel. Who'd have thought? Yeah. So maybe some, some words were had in Baghdad. Possibly. Maybe, don't worry, you can come back. We've got something in the pipeline, you can marry into the family. There you, go, there you go. Yeah, maybe. We're not playing a trick on you. I mean, the Emperor has done that, to be fair, in the past. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> the very first thing he did was lie to everyone in front of him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, equally, maybe it didn't happen in this order. Like I say, the order of what's going on is all over the place. Yeah. But I'm going to say it happened here. Anyway, not long afterwards, Theophilus and his new bride, Theodora, hmm were wed in the Hagia Sophia. Quickly, I imagine. It's like, you don't want to spend too long. It's hot. The goats will probably get tired. I mean, they're on go rotation, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's a very tricky manoeuvre. All, all the building work going on, he did put a... Theophilus did put a new door on the Hagia Sophia. Did he? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice bronze door he put on it. That was yeah. Didn't think to sort out the dome, though. No. However, due to reasons lost to time, we're not really sure, Theophilus then fell out with his stepmother. Oh. Yeah, um, maybe it was something to do with this bridal show that just happened. We don't really know. He decided to exile her and renun her. And then he carries on with his attempts at being an enlightened ruler. Once a week, he would get on his horse, and he would ride the length of the city and back, visiting marketplaces and public squares, ooh. encouraging the citizens of the city to come and talk to him about any concerns. That's pretty all... Uh, no, no, no! That is just the no, story there. Okay. He didn't then like whip out his sword and yeah, just, just start hack hacking people bit. down. Yeah. No, no, that's what he did. That's, yeah, that's surprisingly good. I'll go into a bit more detail about that later when we're we're ranking him. But yeah, he does that. Yeah. Uh, but generally, if he heard tales of officials being corrupt once too often, he'd uh, discreetly look into it. Hmm. So this is someone comes along and says, "Jeff's utterly incompetent." By the way, I'm not sure why he's in charge of the navy. How on <laughs> earth he got that job? Uh, he he might think about it, and then the next day someone mentions it again. They're they're like, put, he's put wheels on the boat, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'd best actually go and look into mm-hmm. this. So, yeah, he'd get advice from his citizens, apparently. Also, if he noticed that merchants were suddenly charging more for something than they were last week, he, he'd ask why. What's going on? Inflation, here? sir. <laughs> yes. He soon gained a reputation in the city as a ruler who actually cared for the people. Oh. It helped that the building works going on were not just the palace and the walls, but also lots of churches were being done and public areas, so it wasn't just stuff for the royal family. Yeah. Things for everyone was being built. And generally, the city started to come together and started looking better than it had done in decades. Hmm. However, other things were taking up Theophilus' time, because moon was invading. What? Yeah, we bff <laughs> yeah right so again i'm just going to mention this everywhere i looked has all of this in different orders so this may have happened <laughs> differently but this is the one i'm going for so first of all manuel showed up one night after all theophilus is mad as niece, and uh not long after that, Manuel shows up in the capital. Ah, bonjour, monsieur. He'd recently been leading a caliphate force, attacking a force of hermits, or Kuramites. I've seen Ooh. spelling different ways. Uh, the Horamites were a religious sect that had links to Islam and Zoroastrianism. This sect within the caliphate were rebelling for reasons far too convoluted to go into. I bet Betty are didn't ask what the what was it, Herastalism is. Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism. Type of religion. Fire worshipping. The, the, oh, you do know.
1: Yeah, the Persians. Damn it.
0: The Persians were, we've mentioned this before, the Persian I don't Empire was yeah. uh, Zoroastrian. Oh, are they? So, yeah, when Islam took over the area, yeah. you've obviously got a lot of people who were still Zoroastrians. Yeah, still, so cool. But by this time, they're fading out, or they're merging with Islam, as we're seeing here with the Hermites. Cross cultures. Yeah, exactly. Same with the, we celebrate Easter chocolates uh, from Celtic. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. anyway, all we need to know is that the Caliphate were attacking the Huromites, because the Huromites were rebelling. Yeah. Okay? And Manuel was leading the Caliph's troops to attack the Huromites. Yeah. That was going all very well when Manuel suggested to the Caliph's son, who was also along with for the ride... I mean, Manuel, the experienced general, was leading the troops, but the Caliph's son was there in charge... Yeah. It's all of an experience here, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. So Manuel suggests to the Caliph's son, I'm just going to take a small amount of troops and just um, go and raid in the Roman land a bit, because uh, we don't want to raid our own farms for food. Roman land's not far away. I'll just go over there. I'll I'll be back soon with some food. Don't worry about it. No, 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 don't send anyone with me. It's fine. I've got got some of these trips. It's fine. fine. No, no, you just stay there. Stay there. I'll be back. Close your eyes and count to a (laughs) homeward. Be back before you know it. Once... Manuel set-off. He legs it for Constantinople. Yeah. Yeah. Go! And he presents himself to Theophilus, who welcomes him with open arms and gives him the position of commander-in-chief of the armies. Oh, nice. So, you've now got Manuel in charge of the armies... And he immediately sets off and defeats some Caliphate raiders. He knows how the Caliphate fights well. As you can imagine, this doesn't go down too well in the Caliphate, and Mamoun's not happy. So he attacks in force. Theophilus sent Manuel out once again to meet the attack, but the forces led by Manuel were defeated, and the Caliphate continues on, taking several Roman fortified cities. Roger then turns up to let Theophilus know that the city of Panromion in Sicily has fallen. And the island is now essentially gone. Remember me Um, saying Sicily takes a while to fall? Well, it's pretty much gone now. Yeah. Oh, and also, um, there's some pamphlets going around written by iconodules or iconophiles. And um, they're predicting your death, sir. Oh, no. Yeah. All of a sudden, overnight, things are starting to look really bad. But he's doing so well. Yeah. So, ordering that a leading iconophile monk in the city be beaten and exiled, Theophilus then heads off with Manuel once again to push the caliphate back. Okay, we failed last time, but we will meet them in battle and we will turn the tide. And this time, they were successful. Yes. Not only did they push Mamun's forces back, but they managed to get into the Caliphate held Cecilia and take Tarsus, which is right in the bottom right of uh, Anatolia. Ooh. So, going into the Caliphate land yeah. and taking one of their cities. This, as you can imagine, is just the victory that Theophilus needs. So he heads back to celebrate a triumph. The likes the city have not seen for quite some time. Theophilus Waited for 10 days to cross the Bosphorus, waiting for all the prisoners that he had claimed to arrive. There were tens of thousands of prisoners, so he just waits for all of them to filter in. I think he's each one a high five. <laughs> yeah, none of them want to do it. No. And he stops the whole line until they, they oh. put their hand up and give him a weak high yeah. five. Oh, that's, yeah, that's power, right? There. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once all the prisoners are in place, he then crosses the water with Theodora. And heads into the city. He rode upon a white horse, and he had a loose golden tunic over his armour. Some nice little details there. Of course he did. Yeah. Next to him was riding Alexius. New person. Um. <laughs> Alexius is his adopted son. Oh. Yeah. He has been announced as Caesar. Oh, okay. Now, Theophilus and Theodora... Have some daughters at this point, but no son. So um, he figures getting someone in in line is perhaps a good idea. Uh, we don't really know where Alexius comes from, but he was obviously a prominent person with ties to the family. So he is he's announced to Caesar, and okay. there you go. He's next to him, uh, and he is betrothed to one of Theophilus's actual daughters as oh, okay. well. Just to make sure, it's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least genetically, not so. You are my son. You will marry my daughter uh, uh, oh Ooh. but the fact you're not telling me the box's name does not bode well it doesn't no no the daughter by the way at this point is either depending on who you read around 5 oh. around 2 oh. around minus 2 oh. or around minus 7 Wonderful. Yeah, you can start to see the problems I was having with the research this <laughs> week. <laughs> this must have been horrible. Yeah. Right, anyway. So, Alexius and Theophilus reached the gates of the city. They dismount, and Theophilus was given a crown of gold to wear. Nice. To celebrate the victories. Traditional. Yes. Then they entered the city, which was dressed like a bridal chamber, apparently. Right. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what a bridal chamber looks like. Unless it looks like this, because we do get a description. Carpets hung from windows. What? well, I'm guessing back then carpet is not how we see carpet as just something soft on the floor like a rug I imagine yeah these would have been Patterned. artistically created yeah. rugs that were vibrant colors more of a blanket yeah they would would have been one of the more important pieces of of furniture if you can call that in your house because it keeps your floor warm and your feet warm and they would they would have looked nice you could hang them on your walls to decorate your walls. Mm. Yeah. So multi-purpose. It, uh, exactly. So the, all those were hung out the windows. That's nice. Uh, flowers covered the streets. Purple and silver cloth was stretched over the head of the roofs between the houses. So a really nice carnival atmosphere. Yeah. Everyone's having a great time. Theophilus then heads to his throne room. It's been newly built. It's a. Uh, it's not in the palace. It's next to the Hagia Sophia. It's like an outbuilding that he meets envoys in. Right. Yeah, so he can... It's like an official greeting room. Yes, exactly. He's been working on this for a bit, and uh, he wants to make an impression. Oh dear. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. (laughs) Behind the massive golden throne (laughs) were trees made of hammered gold and silver, completed with jewel-encrusted mechanical birds that would burst into song at the touch of a lever. Wound around the base of the tree were golden lions and griffins staring menacingly from beside each armrest. Looking as if they could spring up at any moment. In what must have been a terrifying experience for unexpected ambassadors, the Emperor would give a signal and a golden organ would play a deafening tune, and birds would sing, and the lions would twitch their tails and roar. That's a bit gaudy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just, just Jeff with a winch <laughs> the side, and The birds, like. <laughs> 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 Mimi me me it's not making a noise Jeff do the roar! roar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can tell this is something that on paper, Sounds amazing, and in real life would just be really naff. Or if they pulled it off, it must have been spectacular. I bet they must have. Pulled. I mean, look at he had spinning rooms. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, exactly. So, a nice, nice, good display of a really good throne with a yeah. big golden mechanical tree with animals that makes noise and it moves. And yeah, there you go. A bit much though. Oh, it's a bit much, but you want to make a point. Yeah, yeah. We'll show off. You don't want people from the Caliphate coming over. Talking about their bloody golden age. And <laughs> you've yeah. got no gold. That would just embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, I don't care about your golden age. We've got... You've seen this lion. Look, press that button. Press that button. No, just press the button. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's supposed to do that. But you jumped. <laughs> it's terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Anyway. Wow, He goes there, and everyone oohs and ahs. Ooh. Uh, the leader of the Greens and the Blues... Yeah, they're still around. i oh, wow. not mentioned them for a while. Yeah. Uh, they arrive, and they give him gifts, and then it's off to the Hippodrome. Yay. For races and fun. One of the thousands of um, thousands of prisoners that they had was a renowned fighter. It was said, in fact... That he was so good at fighting, he was able to fight with two lances at once whilst on horseback. Lances? Yeah. Oh, they're not, they're unwieldy. Oh, yeah. The Emperor heard of this and went, oh, we gotta watch some of this. <laughs> so he was placed on a horse and uh, sent into the Hippodrome and showed off a bit, probably thinking this is far better than being another prisoner mm. who is just weeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone cheered, everyone enjoyed it, apart from one of Theophilus's advisors. This is a eunuch named Kratoros. Good name. Good name. Theophilus noticed Krateros' scoffing and said to him, and i quote, Could you do anything like that, you, you effeminate galding? <laughs> Which is it's a bit mean, but Kratoros apparently takes this in his stride and replies, Having never learnt to operate two lances, Emperor, I cannot. Nor... Is there any need of such foolishness in war? Ooh. But I have firm trust in God that I could unseat the fellow and knock him down from his horse using only one lance. (laughs) All right. Go on, then, (laughs) says Theophilus. Then when the colour drained from his (laughs) face. Oh, when when I said I'm sure I... (laughs) Here's a lance. No! Theophilus ordered the contest to start. The two men rode towards each other from opposite ends of the hippodrome. Their lances lowered, they crashed into each other, and the prisoner fell off his horse. Oh! Kratos wins. Theophilus, apparently a little bit annoyed by this, rewarded him anyway. Well, you would be like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping you'd die. as <laughs> yeah. a gold coin. You didn't cheer at my two-lance-wielding prisoner. Spot, spot. Interestingly though, and you're gonna like this, it's one of the main reasons I included this story. This apparently is one of, if not the earliest, written example of jousting in history. That's it. I'm now officially calling it, we're in the Middle Ages, we've got jousting. Yes. So, yeah, just right now, take all of the Roman gear off, everyone, and just <laughs> all medieval stuff from now on. <laughs> All the women with long, flowing, yes. satin dress with pointy hats. Yeah, that's definitely now that happening. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so, Yeah. Obviously, we've still got a few hundred years before jousting really becomes popular. But yeah, this is one of the... This is Middle Ages now. This is it. It started. At the end of that festival, that's when we've just got to change into new clothing. Mm. Everyone was drinking wine and uh, eating ostrich brain on the way in. They're coming out just ripping pork off the bone. and Drinking mead and ale. (laughs) Yeah. However, all the fun was a bit premature, unfortunately, because a few months later, Mamoun was on the attack again. This time, when Theophilus set out to push the forces back, he was heavily defeated. Ooh. Yeah, like really heavily defeated. Theophilus was forced to concede defeat and wrote a letter to Mamoun offering 100,000 gold dinars and 7,000 prisoners. But surely you can do more than that because you're so wealthy, <laughs> would be my response. Uh, The response was, uh, we refuse to acknowledge this letter because you did not set it out correctly.
1: Oh!
0: (laughs) No capital letters. John the Grammarian was kicking himself. (laughs) Damn it! Son of a... Apparently they had to rewrite the letter addressing Mamoon properly. It was it was how Mamoon was addressed. He wrote sincerely rather than faithfully at the yeah. end. Yeah, oh, you don't want to do that. He wrote the address in the wrong place. Oh, on the left-hand side yeah. rather than the right. Oh, it wasn't good. Oh. They should have noticed when they put it in the envelope and they couldn't see it through the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah <but laughs> it took months to get there. <laughs> trying to get the glass thin enough in the yeah. envelope. It was really tricky. It yeah. kept breaking. Yeah. yeah. Roger had to be so careful. Uh, eventually, a second letter was sent. This time it was addressed correctly. The reply came back, no. Oh. <laughs> which Plus I like. they didn't that. get the hint the first time. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that they didn't say no the first time, they just said, no, that's not correctly written and the second time. Yeah, we've seen it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Mamun responded by building a permanent base within the Roman lands in Cappadocia and announced he was going to build these all the way to Constantinople. Ooh. Yeah. Them's fighting words. They certainly are. Things start looking bad in the capital. Like, by this point, all those flowers have started to rot on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the carpets are just... A bit mouldy. Yeah, it's rained on them. They didn't take them in quick enough. The cloth that's hanging over... Oh, dye's running in it. It's just dripping yeah. onto the street. The water's all pooling in some of them, and then occasionally you're oh, no. walking down the street and it just... just Shh. For some reason, every time Jeff walked underneath one. Yeah, we though, Without fail. Mm. Yeah. Theo decided there's only one thing to do. Everyone's starting to fear the worst. Yeah. Things are becoming pessimistic. Uh, People are starting to suggest that maybe he's not going to handle on this. Because you could argue, like, for a while, it almost felt like like a golden age. It started to look good, didn't it? Yeah. Well, Theophilus has got a plan. There's one reason, obviously, why this is all going wrong. Iconoclasm? Oh, yes. <laughs> his father and his godfather had been far too lenient with the, the iconophiles. Time to crack down on that a bit more, he thinks. Arresting his uh, aide out of a building. So, yeah, but you just need better strategies, sir. Better military strategies. <laughs> no. No, it's the icons. Clearly, the icons. Yeah, gone was the don't ask, don't tell policy of uh, Michael and Leo. Instead, a council was called, and it was decided that icons really, really are not a thing anymore. Look, we said this a while ago, but we mean it now. And everyone's like, they'd half, like, removed the, the moustache. Oh, no. Uh, but it's like, no, we need to put the moustaches back up, guys. Yeah, full yeah, on. Yeah. Give him the soup can. Yeah. She should probably even put ponchos on. Really, oh. make, it, really make it look <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah. Anyone found with an icon will be arrested immediately. What if you're moving artefacts from a museum to another museum? So it's not technically an icon, you just happen to be carrying Anyone it with you. an icon would be arrested immediately. What if you're carrying a coin with a cross on it? Anyone with an icon would be arrested immediately. Oh dear. <laughs> Actually, crosses were fine, I think. All right. Yeah. But then some great news came through. Mamoon had died suddenly after eating some dodgy dates. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. It just goes to show that, that move worked. You must have been in an old calendar then. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you get, get rid of the icons properly this time. And look. God smiles on you. Yeah, that's not going to dampen their beliefs, is it, at all? No, no not at all. Wow. Yeah, uh, not only that, but uh, Mamun's brother and successor, Mutazim, ordered a retreat so he could consolidate his power. So there you go. All of a sudden, all that pressure and incoming caliphate, gone. Job done. Splendid. <laughs> then more good news. Theophilus and Theodora had a son. Oh. Yeah. You Imagine that Alexios heard the news and the wine glass he was holding just broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pleased. Lovely. <laughs> yes. Couldn't happen to nicer people. The son was named Constantine, a good Roman name. And he was obviously named co-emperor almost immediately. And then followed a period of relative peace. Theophilus had pushed back the caliphate, and now he he had an heir. And he was really getting to grips with his religious views. Things were working for him there. So there you go, everything's great. There was a slight problem that his wife Theodora was a clear iconophile, along with his mother-in-law in the bed comes up to bed again what's that under the sheets nothing what are you doing nothing yeah yeah literally that yeah we've come across this story before yeah remember? I know I'm repeating it <laughs> <laughs> if you remember I said we're not sure if this is true with yeah. Irene oh, because it yes. comes up again later this is exactly where it comes up so I'm not going to go over the story with the icons under the pillows in this episode Uh, because that comes back Um, but the mother-in-law was a different problem the nun no no this isn't stepmother who's been exiled this is Theodora's mother who came before so this is Theophilus' mother-in-law he did not particularly like his mother-in-law because she spoke to him and about him and to him with a frankness unlike any other. Mother-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll quote here, for she used to rebuke him openly and remonstrate with him about the daily persecution of the iconophile confessors and on the subject of heresy. You bloody (laughs) idiots! What the? How are you doing? I used icons all my life, and it wasn't a problem. Didn't do me no harm. What are you doing, my daughter? (laughs) Yeah. So he was a little bit worried that his wife and his mother-in-law were going to turn his children into iconophiles. Oh, yeah. 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 So he went to his daughters, and he questioned them. And again, I'll quote, The daughters, whose intellects were already mature, neatly sidestepped their father's inquiries, as though they were statements made to be refuted. But Pulcheria, the youngest daughter at the time, who was still a little child, spoke of the kindness, the quantity of fruits, and then she went on to mention the revering... Of the sacred icons, saying her words reflecting the simplicity of her mind that her grandmother had many dolls in her chest, and she puts them to our heads and to our faces after kissing them. Yeah. So he excuses he needs to arrest his mother-in-law. Well, this, on top of the aforementioned story of Theodoric keeping hidden icons under her pillow, angered Theophilus. Mm. So what's he going to do? Arrest his, his mother-in-law. Oh, and his wife and not the children. And there's no one else, himself. No, but then what would he do? Oh, no. No. No, not at all. All he says is that he doesn't want the children visiting the grandmother anymore. Oh, thank goodness. That is it. That's very tame at yeah, like that sort of time. It really is. Oh my goodness! You you can really see. It, it seems really modern, doesn't it? Yes. I don't want the children saying your bloody mother anymore. The idea she puts in their heads. <laughs> but there's something wrong with icons. Yeah, don't think I don't know about that icon under your pillow as well. <laughs> <that one. laughs> you whipping out every night when I'm asleep, <laughs> pleasuring yourself spiritually with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> I wish I could just spiritually pleasure you. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to resort to icons. <laughs> are you talking to me or are you just quoting from me? Both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, there's a bit of stress in the family, but nothing yeah. too bad. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. yeah that, that, I was really worried for a second. Yeah, yeah, no, you, your mind went dark places. It, it normally went well, well, no, understandable, me? It is understandable. <laughs> right, anyway. Then, something terrible happens. He kills his entire family. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but someone does die. His wife. Little Constantine accidentally oh. drowns in a cistern in the palace. So he's playing in the toilet, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, <or> just, <laughs> I should laughing. One of the little fountains, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Accidentally. Whilst Alexius was looking after him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the toilets. Come on, Constantine. I don't want to go. There's a... There's a shiny penny at the bottom of this system. Can you see? No, just just keep looking. There we go. There we go. All be over soon. Come back from ten. I should probably say there was nothing to suggest in any of the sources Alexius has anything to do with this whatsoever. He had everything to do with this. <laughs> and in fact, in a couple of the places this happens before Alexius is uh, made Caesar. But Well the perfect crime then. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to blame Alexius for this. Anyway, Theophilus would have grieved. He's lost his heir. But he would have been distracted when 14,000 men suddenly turn up at the gates. Oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Can we come in? <laughs> Please? Who the hell are you? Well. Bulgars. <laughs> no, not Bulgars. Well. But it is a group we've, we've briefly talked about already today. It's the Huramites. Oh, the ones getting butchered by the Caliphate. Yeah, they're the ones. Yes. They were fed up of being butchered by the Caliphate. <laughs> and uh, they were looking for asylum. Mm. Yeah. Their leader was a man named Nasir. Little is known about his background... Uh, he was born into an Iranian aristocratic family and was leading the Huramites at the time. And he was a bit fed up of being kicked around. Yeah. And uh, eventually he decided to take 14,000 troops and just march them into Roman land and see if they can just join the empire instead. Well will help you. Yeah, exactly. Theophilus met with Nasir, and terms were agreed upon. Yeah, of course you can stay here, but you must fight for us. Yep. And to prove that you are true to your word you must convert to Christianity. Ooh. Yes. That's a big one. Not so big that they refused to do it, though. No. No, because Nasir agreed. And in return, he would lead his men in battle still. Nice. So, yeah, he'd still be in charge of those troops. After all, they respected him. But he now fights for... Theophilus. I like to think that Theophilus barely got through the end of his sentence. So you need to convert from yep, yep, a that, Christian. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Are, yes. are you sure so, it's yeah, quite no, no, a big thing? It's not. Yeah. I mean, all your temples nope. and. Jesus, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Now, just remind me again. Is Him and God the same person? Oh, no! <laughs> then you just fly and tackle, take him <laughs> yeah. to the ground. You just see a little arm stick up <laughs> from a crumpled heap with an icon in his hand. <laughs> are these allowed? <louder? laughs> So to seal this deal, it was agreed that Nasir would marry the sister of Theodora. Ooh, okay. Yes. Uh, and he would also change his name to Theophobus. Theophobus. Yes. Meaning to fear and respect God. Theotheology. Oh, I never realized that. Yeah. Um, Which actually now I think about it. Theophile. Yeah. Lover of God. Lover of God, it must do, yeah. Oh, of course. So there you go, you've got the lover of God and the fear of God side by side. Theophobe. Theophobus. Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's working, isn't it? Wow, yeah, this, yeah. Is, oh, this is quite cool. John the Grammarian must have loved this. Like, yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Etymology. Oh, he went to his bedroom earlier that night. <laughs> yes, he did. Went back to work on his semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with his embedded claws. <laughs> right. Um, so, with this boost to his forces, Theophilus... Figured that perhaps it's time to attack the caliphate before Mutazim consolidates his power and attacks himself, a preemptive strike. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they all know another caliphate attacks coming soon, so let's get ahead of this. So in 337, Theophilus gathered up his forces and attacks. They recapture towns in eastern Anatolia, and then they head into the caliphate proper. This is a real invasion of the Caliphate, the likes that we haven't really seen before. Right into Armenia, and then into even Mesopotamia, they go. Yeah, we haven't seen this at all, yeah, are we? Yeah. Normally they're always on the defence. Oh, it? yeah. They sacked several cities, raising them to the ground. This is full-on fire and fury kind of attacking. Wow. So good was this advance, Theophilus decides that a triumph is in order. See, he always, I always feel he jumps the gun with triumphs a bit. <laughs> He did last time, didn't he? Yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, Theophobus had proved himself more than capable during all this. And soon enough, you've got Theophobus and Manuel emerging as the two generals leading the troops. So you've got two very capable generals, and you've got Theophilus as the emperor. Are these two generals getting more popular? Um, they are popular, yes. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, a couple of months later, they b- get back to the capital, and a second triumph was had. This time, he had achieved even more than last time, so the celebrations were even bigger. They un- unleashed the elephants this time. <laughs> well, there's no jousting, apparently, but Theophilus himself rode in the Hippodrome. He raced for the Blues. Yeah. Do you want to guess who won that day? Oh, I don't know. Would it be Theophilus, perhaps? It was. It was the Blues. The Blues won we that. that. Day. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. See, the, the Greens, like, went out. He just had to plunge a sword into his own horse. Oh, yeah. It'd be tricky, wouldn't it? You don't want to look like an idiot, so you've got to lose just. Yeah, if so you accidentally win. <laughs> like, the Greens are way ahead by, a, a, like, a mile. And gets to the finish line, stops his horse. <sighs> slits the horse's throat. <laughs> <laughs> and the Emperor just strolls past. To, yeah. Waving to the crowd. So... A marvellous day was had for all, apart from the horses for the greens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, However, once Theophilus got back to the palace, there was a letter waiting for him. Hello, sir. Good (laughs) news. Oh, God, it's you. (laughs) Mutazim had rallied his forces. Reports were that he was at the head of a massive army he was a little bit angry about the whole raising several cities to the ground. You can understand why. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing it for decades. Yeah, but... He's got a reputation to keep. Yeah. Not only was Mutazim at the head of a massive army, this army were all carrying banners with the word Amorian written upon them. Now, Amorian is the city that... Theophilus was born in. Oh. It is currently the second city of the Empire. It's in the middle of Antolia. So where's their target? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I do like... This we've not seen this before. It's like, right, everyone, just just everyone, paint the name of the city we're going to utterly destroy on your on your banners and your shields, just so everyone knows. We don't need to be sneaky. We are going right there, and we're telling you we're going there. That is. But we're going to raise that city to the ground. <laughs> that is ball swellingly. Oh yes, it is. So <laughs> I can barely sit on my horse. It's so exciting. <laughs> The enemy, Theophilus soon learnt, were in Tarsus. Remember Tarsus that he managed to capture earlier? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not got that anymore. Ah. (laughs) Yes. Now, Tarsus, bottom right of modern Turkey Anatolia, right? Yeah? Yeah. Because we're going to have troops moving around a bit, so you need to be able to imagine. Turkey's roughly a rectangle, isn't it? It is now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll call that Anatolia because that's what it's known as. So Tarsus, bottom right-hand corner. That's where the caliphate is. Right and Constantinople, top left-hand corner. That's where Theophilus is. Right, okay. So now you know where they are. Right. So Theophilus set off with his troops to deal with this. New reports soon came through, however, that Mutazim had actually split his forces. One half was heading to the land that the Romans had just raided. Oh, the place they just destroyed. That's then. sort of to the right of the rectangle a bit, but generally just sort of up from the bottom right So the right caliphate is heading north. Heading north. Yeah, that would do. Half of the army are. Yeah. They're not really sure what the other half are doing. Right. So, Theophilus, not wanting to lose what he just gained, decides to go and cut that army off. He took his whole army. Yes. So he takes his army to go and fight with half the Caliphate forces that are being led by the General Afshin. Soon enough, they meet in the top right of Anatolia. So they meet in the top right, in a place called Anzon. The forces line up. And battle commences. The fight was actually going really well for the Romans when suddenly the sky darkened and the heavens opened. Oh, figuratively. See, this is also a sad point in the story because um Graham was very wet, very soggy. Jeff slipped on a shield, fell over, cracked his head on a on an axe. No, nasty, nasty. And he's now dead. Yeah, yeah. His son was there to pick up his body and yeah. slipped in the blood on the axe as well yeah it's quite brutal (laughs) yeah it's a shame yeah but his brother (laughs) was looking a chef at the back so yeah the line continues so so imagine (laughs) jeff the album jeff the younger lying uh, in blood twitching (laughs) yes uh but then imagine all the rain coming down on them this is torrential rain this is really heavy rain it causes absolute chaos Theophilus, who was on one wing of his army, noticed that the other wing was about to collapse. So, he personally gathered 2,000 of his men, took them round the back of his middle line to reinforce the other wing. Yeah, however, due to all the rain, communications was tricky, and his movements were misconstrued. Many in the Roman side thought he was fleeing. Ah, oh, that's yeah. not good for morale. It's because Theophilus had a habit when he was reinforcing of screaming the traditional battle cry of RUN! WE'RE <laughs> ALL GONNA DIE! RUN FOR YOUR LIVES! Yeah. So I'm sure we can think of a better battle cry than that. <laughs> the Roman line collapses. People start fleeing. A large portion of the army, in fact, escape. The Caliphate troops, however have managed to outflank the remaining portion of the Roman army, and that portion contains Theophilus himself. So, those Romans are desperately fighting, but the Caliphate troops are slowly encircling them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing around the wings, vastly outnumbering them. Yes. These Roman troops, including Theophilus, in a huge amount of trouble. The rain's still hammering down. They are thinking, oh dear. Cut to Manuel. Bonjour. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I shall help you. Who has if I can. a really cool pencil mustache, I've decided. Yeah, yes. and a very small black cigarette. Yes. Cigarette. Yeah, and he's just staring from a hill nearby. Today is a good day to die. Because he realizes that his emperor is in that ever increasing circle of caliphate troops. And I pledge my life to do what I could to save my emperor. So, he spurs his horse on. Is that what you do with horses? You spur that's where right? you, 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 you stab your spurs. Horse oh, he did that way. thing. He, he reared on, on the hind <gasps> legs. He did that. While a thunderbolt hits in the yes. background. Yes, <sighs> that's what he does. It's a French horse. A fleeing Roman soldier happens to be running past Trips and his spear flings in the air and Manuel just grasps it out of the air. Oh, yeah! Another lightning strike when that happens. Well, as he lifts his spear... No, the lightning hits the spear as he holds it into the air. And his spear's just sparkly from that point on. Yeah. Then the horse comes down. It was still rearing all at that time. The horse comes down and Manuel just says... Onward Nessie (laughs) And he just Flies at the troops He manages to Break into the troops and Finds Theophilus fighting For his life in the rain And I quote Come now Emperor Follow me as I go ahead And find the way for you Theophilus, however, does not follow him. Either depending on which source you look at, because he was so bloody brave, or because he was so scared he couldn't move. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, he's not moving. (laughs) The Caliphate troops, the circles almost joined. Um, So it's now just a killing zone almost. Yeah, they all start getting their bow and arrows out. Ah. Yeah. But fortunately for the Romans, the rain is so heavy, it slacked the bows. So, all the arrows kind of just go thump. thump. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. They whimper yeah. into the muddy soil. You just imagine all the caliphate forces all, all drawing on their bows at the same time. All the Romans freeze. <sighs> the end's about to happen. And then just thump. thump, thump, thump. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It almost does sound like a rubber band snapping. <laughs> yes all the Romans check themselves. It's like no, no, we're not dead. This is amazing. Yes. Yes. Oh Jeff the cook is (laughs) there. Yes. (laughs) His son in Constantinople will be so sad. Yes. He's Jeff the wise. Oh, nice, nice. He finished school. (laughs) Bottom of his class, but he finished school nonetheless. Like just one day, but he got to three thirty. It was quite impressive. (laughs) Long long day in nursery that (laughs) (laughs) was. Anyway. Back to the action. (laughs) Manuel again tries to grab Theophilus, grabs the emperor's horse by the bridle and tries to ride out of there, but again Theophilus refuses to move. No, let me be. I will die fighting for my men. Monsieur, I will die with you. However, Manuel was determined and realising that the trap was about to completely close, on his third attempt was able to extract Theophilus. Before the circle completed, no! Damn you! Damn you! Theophilus slung over Manuel's shoulder as they ride. He's just screaming at the characters. Damn you now! Yeah. They ride, they flee, and eventually they get away. Theophilus looks around. He finds himself in the top right of Anatolia with his army scattered to the wind. Oh. Yeah. And that's only half the... Other. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Manuel advised the Emperor to flee. Run away. By the way, Manuel has several arrows in him. Or a few sword cuts. We're not sure, but he, apparently he is very oh, injured. he's doing a Boromir right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's had arrows in him from Sunk! <sighs> Lifting yeah. with an arrow-strewn hand. Come yeah. on! You know when they got far away enough from the battle, Nessie stopped... Theophilus jumps off the horse, shouts at Manuel, Why did you take me from the battle? Oh, Manuel, you're hurt. It is but a wound. <laughs> for collapsing to his knees. Yeah, falls off the horse on his knees, stares up to him, and Manuel then says to his emperor, You must flee. It has been an honour to serve <laughs> you, sir. Theophilus replies, and I quote, But how can I do that when those who remain, and he waves... Or the screams in the distance. <laughs> Who remain on my account will be destroyed. Manuel pointed out that he was the emperor and needed to be saved. You are the figurehead, the sparks that ignite the fire. You are my emperor. You will always be my emperor. And then he dies. Oh. Theophilus falls to his knees. No! <laughs> <laughs> Arms outspread, looking into the raining sky. Oh yeah, it's still raining. Lightning still bolts, raining. Oh, yeah. flashing it. Oh, yeah. This is beautiful. Maybe because there was some suggestion that Manuel actually survives this battle, but that is no. He's losing this no, death. He, yeah, he, I, <laughs> he is having this death. He literally saved the emperor's life in a battle, so he's having this death. Whilst shirtless. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah. But everyone listening, just go back and listen to all that again, yeah. and now imagine him shirtless. That explains the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> See anyway, brave, but stupid. <laughs> Theophilus then gathers himself. Presumably there were at least some troops with him at this time. He's not literally all on his own. He heads away from the battle and soon came across a larger force of his troops that had fled. So you know the ones that fled near the start. Ah, the cowards. Yeah. He oh. comes across them. He's oh. not happy. I like to think by this point he's got a lot of stubble. He's really disheveled. Yeah. He's, yeah. Torn, torn Com- tunic. Yeah, covered in blood. Carrying um, Manuel's half-broken spear he yeah, had in his hand yeah. that's all he's got left with his own blood on it strapping Manuel's gloves on that Manuel always wore <gasps> yeah always uh, what they call wristband yeah things yeah. yeah in fact all of Manuel's gloves <laughs> <laughs> what? it was a waste He <laughs> was a damn good dresser so he bottom half only though. <laughs> so he arrives at his other troops they all stand around looking a little bit sheepish and Theophilus declares, and I quote, that they were unfit to live for abandoning the emperor in battle. You've got to have some stones on you to say that to literally thousands of armed men. <laughs> yeah, sitting on horseback, <laughs> hands on swords, carrying spears. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> However, the men were so ashamed, they apparently all offered their swords immediately. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, it's an honour thing, isn't it? And then Theophilus raises his arm and says... Since, by the grace of God, I got away safely, do you also go your way in safety? So, yes, oh. it's fine. I won't punish you. Because ah. I basically need you to help fight. Yeah. <laughs> and let's face it, you're in this field because you ran away. I'm also in this field because I ran away. The only ones that didn't run away are the ones still being slaughtered back there. May so. <laughs> yeah. they all rest in peace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, once Theophilus had most of his army together, it was noticed that Theophobus and the Huramites were not around. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have been in the battle, they'd fought fiercely, they'd done well, but the battle's over, we've lost, I mean, where are they? They can't all have died, that's a bit weird. There must be at least one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that they'd retreated north instead of going in the direction that Theophilus had. But what was worrying Theophilus was this rumour that started to circulate mm-hmm. that the Huramites. Had declared Theophobus emperor. Ah, yeah. oh, that's literally just an invasion, then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a very small invasion. That's <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. I have a feeling it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get the feeling that this is the Heromites fearing that they would be blamed for the loss of the battle, so they figure, well, what have we got to lose? Fair play. Yeah, yeah. Theophilus was trying to get his head around this when a letter arrived from Theophobus saying something along the lines of. Yes, the rumours are true, my men did proclaim me as emperor, but I refused immediately, honestly. They're all just a little bit worried they're going to be punished for losing the battle, but I've told them that they're not going to get any better from me than they would from you. I'm still loyal, my men can be loyal. Please, don't kill us all. (laughs) Theophilus, perhaps with no option, he kind of needs all the men he can get, chose to forgive this and welcomes Theophilus back. Nice. Reports then come through that Afshin's half of the army had headed to Ankara, just north of Amorium. So that's sort of just north to the middle of the uh, rectangle that is Anatolia. Because who else is there but the other half of the army? Wonderful. Yes, led by Mutazim. Round two, and these <laughs> ones are fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more of them. Yay. Yeah. Now, Ancyra had obviously fallen almost immediately. From there, they headed south to Amorium. In the middle of Anatolia, as I just said, and also, as I said earlier, the current second city of the Empire. The birthplace of Theophilus. Yeah. Important city. However, because it was such an important city, Amorium was well defended. Its walls were strong. Theophilus hoped that it would be able to hold. So, after Amorium we go to see how it fares. The Caliph army had put the city under siege. Siege engines were fought back by the population and the, uh, the army in Amorium. When you think of seed engines, that's the whole kind of catapulty flinging things, isn't it? No, that's like tall towers on wheels that are pushed towards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because so I think of our first thought of robots. And <laughs> th- then I got a view of cattle's with ladders. Yeah, like yeah. a cow with a ladder on the back. I, I also they were also things. used, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they were quite good. Prone to arrow attack, though. Well, the ditches that have been dug just below the walls really cut out those uh, cattle with ladders on. So <laughs> they just fell in. But then the the ladder would fall forward. So oh, actually, no, that works quite Half at well. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, the defence was going fairly well, uh, but it could only ha- hold out for so long. Theophilus, meanwhile, had managed to regroup and stationed himself in a fortified city to the north of the Morium, so he's not too far away. So from here, he sends envoys to Mutazim. Is there anything that would convince you to go away? <laughs> Please? Mutazim simply put the envoys in chains. I see that's a no, then. <laughs> yes. He then orders that his troops be split into several companies that would attack in relay. So you guys attack the walls for an hour, then stop, (laughs) the attack out, and then the next ones come in, and it is a continuous attack, figuring that the defenders will only manage to defend for so long. Oh yeah, that's a good strategy. It's great, however, those defences were really good, and still no headway was made. But Azim's starting to get a bit frustrated. Damn it! But then he's able to convince a local man to give him a little bit of intel. Oh no. Jeff the Younger went <laughs> on <his> holiday. <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently one of the sections of the wall was actually a lot weaker than it looked from the outside. Oh, Jeff was the architect there for four years. <laughs> apparently this wall would crumble if a concentrated attack was made on it. Just now on the outside, it's just these big, massive, imposing boulders of bricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then on the inside, it's just... Painted cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of bits of wood to lead up <laughs> against yeah. it, stop it falling over. Mutazim yes. <laughs> used this information... And soon the wall fell, and they were able to get inside the city. Now, a lot of Caliphate soldiers had already died during the attack, and also a lot of Caliphate citizens had been slaughtered during the invasion the previous year. So uh, they were in no mood to be nice to Amorium. It was razed to the ground. Many took refuge in churches, but the angered Caliphate forces simply burnt these churches to the ground. Obviously, people ran out. And then they were slaughtered. At least the men were. Most of the women and children were took captive to be sold into slavery. Ah. Oh. Yes. But Azim then got the envoys that he'd put into chains and then showed them around the place. <laughs> Look at your place. Look how we burn it. <laughs> yeah. Then he sent them back to Theophilus. That's very clever. Yeah, yeah. It Spread is. the fear. Theophilus did not take this news well. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. He seems to have a little bit of a nervous breakdown. Oh. Yeah, possibly. Um, He refuses to eat or drink, and then he caught dysentery. Oh, no. And I'll quote, even when he fell into that pitiful state, he did not calm down. (laughs) 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 So he's there just panicking whilst having dysentery. Oh, just, yeah, because, yeah, longer... Runnier. Quite literally putting himself. Yes. Yeah. A, a cascading waterfall of... So he, he's lost his second city, and this, this caliphate force, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to push this back. He also lost his stone in weight due to the dysentery. Yeah. Eventually, though, he does come to his senses, and he devises a plan for a counter attack. He can't just do nothing here. Mutazim, by the way, has uh, withdrawn. He's yeah. a- achieved what he set out to do, which was raise a to the ground. That was so- more of a... Um... It was revenge. A moral, uh, not a moral, um, morale victory. It's it's crushed morale, was not it? Yeah. Uh, But obviously this isn't all over. I mean, they will be back. So Theophilus is thinking, what what on earth do I do here? So he decides to write to someone. Who's he going to write to for help? Bulgars? Not the Bulgars, although that's not a silly suggestion. But not the Bulgars. Oh, um, Holy Roman Empire. The other emperor. Yes, the emperor of the West. Charlemagne's still around, going strong. No, 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 you said that last time. (laughs) And I said this last time. No, not Charlemagne, his son, Louis. Louis's still around. So he wrote to Louis, how about you guys attack Sicily and we'll attack Crete? The Caliphate won't be able to defend both if we join forces. Please? Any chance? If I was Louis, if I were Louis... Using the past subjunctive form, whatever you call it, <laughs> I would say, "Why? What's in it for me?" Well, yeah, uh, that is pretty much what is being said. But the envoys head out anyway. Um, they discuss things. It's going to take a long time for any joint venture to be agreed. Hmm. Uh, so, but that, that's that's on the back burner. Right. Meanwhile, there's some troubling news because it would appear that Mutazim had not wasted any time once he'd got back home and was now building a fleet, a large fleet. He's now building boats as well. Yes, he was planning to attack Constantinople directly. That never works. (laughs) It doesn't, does it? (laughs) Meanwhile, to the surprise of many, probably mostly Alexios, who's uh, probably still sipping wine. Yeah, I mean, he's he's out again now. Uh, Theodora suddenly became pregnant again. Oh, wow! And had a son. Impressive. Yeah. Michael. Hmm. Alexius just snaps his wine glass once more. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Damn it. Well, <laughs> Michael! <laughs> would this happen to be Michael III? Or oh, yes, I... yes, it would. Yes, oh, it would. Okay. Yeah, you might want to make a note of him. Yeah, he was proclaimed Caesar. And then the good news continued, because a couple of years later, Mutasim's large fleet left the docks to invade, but a storm suddenly developed and destroyed it completely. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Bad luck there. Because you don't see the Mediterranean as being very stormy and... No, well, no. I, don't, I don't know. It's no a... English Channel, that's for sure. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there you go. Oh, wow. Uh... That was easy. And, uh, top it off, cherry on top. that more, another cake on top. Um, <laughs> Mutazim had died. Oh. He, he suddenly came ill and died. See, that'd be more worrying, though, if you're the emperor's like, well, that's fine, that is kind of problem gone, but what's about to hit us? (laughs) Yeah. What's next? (laughs) What's next? This sudden reprieve would have been fantastic news for Theophilus, if it was not for the fact that he also was very ill himself. He was so ill in fact that he feared the end was near And he ordered to be taken by a stretcher to address the Senate and the other leading men of the the city. That's um, that's very uh, job-worthy. Sort of propped up in the corner. Yeah. (laughs) He talked to the congregation of leaders, and he asked them to listen to his wife and his son, who's currently two years old. Oh, dear. And asked them not to attempt to usurp them or anything like that once I've gone. My son is the heir... My wife will rule until he's of age. Please don't kill them. So, all the leading men of the city swear an oath to protect the royal family, which I'm sure really reassured everyone involved. Yeah. And then Theophilus has the energy for one last act. He asked for Theophobus to come and see him one last time, his general who mm. has done him so well. Once Theophobus arrived, he was seized. <laughs> <laughs> Ended like he began. (laughs) Yes. His head was cut off. Theophilus, in his weakened state, was able to hold the head up to his own face and said, and I quote, From this moment, I am no longer Theophilus and you are no longer Theophobus. Well, that's dark. And then he dies. Oh, Oh, it's it's a quite good end, isn't it? <laughs> no, that is a that is an awesome ending. Yeah. yeah. Presumably, he realised Theophobus he's been declared emperor once before. It's too risky to have someone like that around. If a, yeah. my two year old son of my wife's taking over, so he just gets rid of him. No need to be scared of death now. Yeah. So there you go. That's Theophobus. He he's an emperor of two distinct things, like socially, economically. Wow. He's an interesting one, isn't he? He's really interesting, but yeah. badly. Ooh. Yeah. But not necessarily his fault. He's, but... n- he's not great. He's no. not terrible. He is very interesting. Mm. Ooh, we're going to have a conversation yeah, here. Yeah, Okay, first round. Maximus. Maybe his weakest one, this one, although he does do a lot of fighting. But sum up, he attacked the Caliphate and won, so he had a triumph. The Caliphate attacked back, and they won he was sad he got very lucky that mamun died then there was a bit of peace he attacked the caliphate and he won sacked some cities and uh, raised them to the ground then the caliphate attacked back and they sacked some cities and raised them to the ground so i pretty even stevens really. actually yes to be fair yeah they did they inflicted about as much pain on each other yeah. um, he's got to get Points for the battle where he was surrounded and he only just managed to escape for his life. Just because that—that—that oh, yeah. that, that was cool. What a story. so He's getting at least a couple of points for that. Would he lose points for losing Sicily? Was um, that? Uh, would that be? Sicily was already going. Uh, I think. Have he lost it though? He did, but that under his under his watch. I I still think his dad was more to blame for that. He made the decision not to defend it when it was perhaps more defensible. There's nothing Theophilus could have done by this point. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, he also knew how to delegate. Manuel and Theophobus were both apparently very good generals, and uh, Theophilus went, No, no, you guys are, you won you the show for the, the fights because you guys know what you're doing. So maybe not personally brilliant, but he did get involved in fighting. We, yeah, literally. Yeah, he was there in we the battles. We've for a while. Yeah, he's there in the battles. He he got all the way into Mesopotamia. Yeah. He he caused the Caliphate some pain, but they caused some pain right back. I think I've got to go... A healthy five? I think I've got to go for five, but I'm going to give him a bonus point for the story where he was almost surrounded, so I'm going to go for six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going match that, actually. Okay, that's okay. Twelve. Approvium, you crazy, crazy, Okay. There isn't much here... But he is said to have gone a little bit too far with his persecution of the iconophiles. No. There's a few stories, but I've selected one. Uh, on. This is the story of Lazarus, the painter monk. <laughs> yeah, Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, uh, he painted icons like you do yeah. yeah he's very good at it Seems like he's like one of these people that buy sort of like little uh, like um, Warcraft oh yeah the little little orcs and yeah, trolls he, that you he basically that's his, he's just a hobby he, he doesn't yeah. realise the significance mm-hmm. he doesn't really care but instead of that's... like little little orcs and trolls he's the, a... they're little popes bobbleheads oh he paints bobbleheads oh that's lovely yeah that's what he does yeah popey bobbleheads yeah yeah anyway he was happily doing that oh no it'd have to be Jesus bobbleheads wouldn't it you' yeah. probably get away with the Pope. So, yeah, he was doing Jesus bobbleheads. Uh, Theophilus asked him to stop. Monster. That is going too far as as I'm concerned. <laughs> and offered him some money to do so. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's lovely, though, Things Would you cause... mind terribly? <laughs> <laughs> but you can understand, it's like, you're you are, mate, I can see you make a lot of money from this. Yeah. So I'll reimburse you for any business loss. I'm not saying they're bad bobbleheads. Look, just, look we all know it. Just put a moustache on it. It's fine. Yeah. Is it material for the poncho? Yeah, there fine. you go. Lazarus, however, was having none of this. He was an artiste. <laughs> he cannot just stop his work. This is all I can make. It is not work. It is life. <laughs> it is his soul he is pouring into these yeah. paintings. So Theophilus had him arrested and beaten almost to death. No, oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes a dark turn. Yeah. <laughs> he was worn, though. He was warned, to be fair. Theophilus then asked him to stop painting again, whilst he's in a bloody heap on the floor. Oh, take the hint. <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus continues as soon as his health was restored, to paint his bobbleheads. Take it home on a stretch and all body cast. Yeah. <laughs> but one hands through the paintbrush in his hand. Yes. Theophilus, feeling a bit irked, arrested him yet again. and he has... his hands off? No, but you're getting close. Arms off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he got two red hot metal plates brought forth, taken out of the coals. You're looking a bit shocked. Is it going to be a, a, a Lazarus sandwich? <laughs> no, these are these are smaller plates. Um, I'd say about the size of your hand. Oh! That's what I'd say, though, about the size wonderful. of... Wonderful! Because they are then indeed strapped to Lazarus's hands. Oh, that'll destroy your muscle, your nerves. Your... I'll tell you what it does. Well, oh, uh, you Well, know. as well. And I'll quote... Fire devoured his flesh to the point that the athlete lost consciousness and fell, half dead. I'm not entirely sure why he's described as an athlete. I thought that was an interesting translation. Maybe a mistranslation. Maybe. Artist, athlete. I don't know. Or maybe he also liked to jog. Jogged and painted. Quite dangerous on the roads. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he's there, his hands just utterly destroyed. Theodora intervened, apparently, and asked her husband to release the monk. Come on, he can't paint anymore. Let him go. Theophilus does so. However, little addendum to this story, Lazarus would actually outlive Theophilus. Hmm. And would paint the large icon that hung above the palace gates that Leo V removed. Remember Leo V? He removed it in a clever way by saying he was protecting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When that finally gets restored, it's Lazarus who paints it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. So he can still paint. Maybe with his feet? <laughs> one of those foot Paintbrushing hands. Yeah. Maybe Lazarus chopped his hands off, they were useless, and just attached massive paintbrushes to his arms. Like Lazarus paintbrush hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, maybe that's him. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So that's uh, that's one story. So he was a little bit killy. He, there's a few stories similar to this that are linked to other yeah. iconophiles. But... You've got to be aware the sources are very anti-theophilus because he was an iconophile. But but it doesn't shock me too much. I mean, I'd say he's slightly (laughs) heavy-handed, but he was was, excuse the pun. (laughs) 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 Really weighed him down. Yeah. (laughs) Burning desire to paint, Um, but like any any other emperor, I feel just killed him outright, or arrested him, been in jail. He gave him a chance. He went to pay him off. Also, he did not kill his mother-in-law. Yeah. Which is always a bonus. Just had a quiet word. Yeah. <laughs> not I, open to the children. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't get the feeling that he's completely insane. Yeah, well, well, not at we all. But do have the story at the start also and end of his rule, where he tricked his father's best friends into coming forth so he could kill them. That was a bit extreme. It's kind of extreme, but with the mood at the time, as in the, 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 what people did at the time, it's not really. It's like, I can't trust you, you're Emperor Killers. I need to be seen as somebody that beats, kills Emperor Killers. It's a message to the people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd give anything. But no, no, he's definitely getting some. I'm giving him a couple of points for the uh, the, the hands of Lazarus. Okay. And I'll give him a point for the, the killings at the start. I'm going for three. Then he's got a total of three. Seriously, you're giving him nothing. There are emperors where we've got literally nothing to say in this round. They get nothing. Okay, you can have one. Okay. Totalistic Four. one. Four. <laughs> Success, ultimates. But considering the sources hate him for his iconoclastic views, they have to admit that he did a lot for the capital city. Mm. Those walls have never looked so good. You, uh, you know, when you get a car and make a dent, and they like you pop out with a hammer, they did that with the bricks. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just smooth, a... utterly smooth, so smooth that just the glare off them was enough to keep the armies away. <laughs> Funny <fairly> glossy walls. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that that's good. He re- rebuilt many of the churches, as I said. Uh, put those new bronze doors on the Hagia Sophia fed the goats that were keeping the dome up. He built many new buildings. The palace got major improvements as well, heavily influenced by the architecture of the East, giving the city a more modern feel. Hmm. After all, this brand-new city of Baghdad, um, they wanted it to be a bit more like that. Let's yeah. get the new... A new style in. Um, he built his throne room <laughs> yes. with, with the, uh, the mechanical yeah. tree and the lions that's, and the griffins. That's quite impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. We've definitely seen people doing lots of building before, but it has been a while. So, yeah, that's good. And then there the, are oh, the stories of him talking to his citizens as he travels yeah. the city. Here's one story. One day, while riding the length of the city, a woman suddenly ran forward, grabbed his horse, and shouted at him, screaming that the emperor had killed her husband and was riding his horse. So what happens next? He probably gave the horse to the woman, I'm guessing. Not quite. Um, He's <laughs> a but damn good horse. <laughs> so the woman's still alive 20 minutes later, so... Well, that's a good... That's a good start, isn't yeah. it? yeah. What he did is he asked her to go to the palace. I'm doing my rounds at the moment, but I will definitely come and talk to you once i have done. So, 20, 20 minutes later, she was still alive. 30 <laughs> <yeah>. minutes later? <laughs> Not so much. No, he did his rounds. He went back to the palace. Um, she was called forth. And uh, he listened to her story, which was this. One day, a soldier had a, a particularly good horse. It was a very, really good horse. Could go faster, stripes on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. halogen lights. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rubber hooves. <laughs> a really good speaker system. Yes. Yeah, the whole rear of the horse is just the waffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a re- really good horse. Yes. <laughs> this soldier owned this horse. And it was so good that his commander wanted it for himself. The commander, therefore, asked for the horse, but the soldier refused. Angered, the commander accused the soldier of being a coward, and the army had no place for him, so he was kicked out of the army. Roughly at the same time, word was circulating that the emperor, Theophilus, was looking for a fine horse. The commander, spotting his chance to impress, took the horse off the ex-soldier and gave it to Theophilus as if it were his own. Then the first war with the Caliphate broke out. It was ordered that all able men sign up, even if they had been discharged from the army before. Yeah. So the soldier signed up, but he's no longer got a horse, which they provided themselves. They weren't given the horses. Yeah, Yeah, so he's now an infantryman. Okay. And he was killed in battle. The soldier's wife, left to look after the children and full of anger, decided to go to the emperor himself. They said he listened to those in the streets. Surely he would listen to her. So, when she arrived, she saw the Emperor riding her husband's horse and became very distressed. So, Theophilus listened to this story and then asked who the commander was. He was sent for and placed in front of the Emperor. He was asked about the horse, and the commander insisted it was his. Of course it's fine, sir. But then, the woman stood out from behind a curtain, which was just handily placed next to... In the middle of the room. <laughs> yes, yeah, a pole with a curtain. <laughs> The commander stood dumbstruck. He wasn't expecting someone to stand out from that curtain. (laughs) Despite the shadow and the silhouette. Yeah. Oh, God. And the cough. (laughs) He started stammering that she was lying, but soon realised the gig was up, fell to Theophilus' feet and begged for forgiveness. So what does Theophilus do? Forgive him. He declared that all of the commander's wealth be shared with the widow and her children, and that the commander be exiled. Wow. Yeah, so he he lost half his wealth, and uh, he was chucked out. Yeah, but not tortured and killed. No. Further proof that Theophilus wasn't crazy. No. Yeah. Very Um, reasonable, in fact, for the time. Yes. So whether this happened or not is debatable, but there were a few of these stories. So it really does appear that he did do something along these lines. He did walk the streets or ride the streets, and he did talk to the people. That's quite nice. We've not really seen that. Yeah. There's no steam without boiling water. As they say <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. So so lots of lots of good building work. Um, the economy is booming. Yeah. And quite how they manage that we don't know. So as gold goblets. They now seem rich and they weren't before. I don't know if we can credit Theophylus for this, but he's certainly making the most of it. They didn't, um, they didn't appear to lose much money. No. And he's kind to his citizens. So there's that as well. He's earned my respect. Yeah. Which an emperor hadn't for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm going to give him a healthy seven. I might actually go to 80. Did we build the walls as well? Fifteen. Image of i got a painting. Oh. There we go. Oh, wow. Um, long, hair, beard, 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 long hair. Beard. Beard. One of those flat hat things that like hat. wearing. Um, like gold chain maily thing. There's a lot of gold going on, isn't there? These paintings are very medieval, don't they? Yeah, it's getting very they medieval. Like that's, yeah. uh, is this contemporary or...? Um, not quite, but it's not too far afterwards. I think it's a couple of hundred years later. All right. So, nice yeah. So, it's Theophilus sat on the throne uh, with a halo behind him, uh, surrounded by wise looking people with strange hats that are all pointing towards him. The, let's face it, the hats look slightly phallic and it's they, they slightly do. comic. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Theophilus looks, uh, he's looking directly at the camera, as it were. Um, Almost with a slightly sassy look. And most are looking at him, apart from the one on the right that's looking away. Oh, that's because that guy there's in love with that guy there. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah. And there's a guy just hovering in the background looking depressed. Oh, oh he does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Jeff. That's Jeff. Yeah, so there we go. Um, I, I, I like that. I like that. That's, quite that's nice. one of the best images we've ever had, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, the details, phenomenal. Um, and it's, it's a good, strong emperor look. It's. Very similar to what we've had for ages, but it's not a coin, so he's getting bonus points for that. I want to get oh, that's quite detailed. Um, I, I want an eight. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to match that. Eight. So a total of four. Temple yeah. complete. And how long does he last? Ten years? Nine years? Eight. It's never as long as I think it is. No, it's longer than I think it is. <laughs> Fifteen years. Eight two nine to nine to eight four two. Thirteen, Thirteen years. years. Thirteen years. Yeah. Which gives him 1.63 for Imago Facius. So that is a total score of 36.63. He is within spitting distance of the 40s club, which we haven't seen in a while. A long spit. You say we've not seen that for a while. Did he beat his dad? Who's his dad? Michael Michael. too, which I'm fairly sure he did. But did he beat Leo? I think that's quite close to Leo's score. Michael got 30. Yeah, what did Leo get? 35.88. Oh, so there you go. He's beaten Leo 5. He's beaten his godfather and his father. He impressed me, though. He he just seems like a nice person. As nice as people were back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in context. <laughs> My morals are a little different. But. Yeah. Well, that leads us to our last question. Do they have a certain genesis? I don't know. There's bits that I think are fantastic. Yes. Oh, the fact he walks The Street... I love the, the battle story where he gets saved from Manuel. I really think it's, his death scene is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Holding up Theophobus. Yeah, no, that's, um that's... That death, as last words go, it's, it's pretty good. If it wasn't for the fact that his godfather had literally the best death ever, uh, literally <laughs> yeah. two episodes ago, um, we'd be saying this is fantastic. Well, it is good, though. Uh, um, he, he he took it to the caliphate. He did. He got into Mesopotamia, which yeah. is impressive. He did watch his second city be razed to the ground. But that's more of a tragedy rather than a... Yeah, yeah. I mean, a a lot happened. I I, I like the story of uh, John the Grammarian going to Baghdad with his goblets. I mean, that wasn't him, but it was under his rule, and he sent them there. It's part of his story. Yeah. Right, I think we should base this on why shouldn't he have it. Why he shouldn't? I mean, what does he ultimately achieve? eh. Improve the walls. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I was gonna say everything seems pretty much the same when the end when it starts, but it's not that's not true, is it? He's vastly improved the city. He's given a bloody nice to caliphate, which he gives has. them a message of, you know, yeah. we You're not indestructible. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. You're I'll say, say yes, yes as well. Okay. Yeah. That is a Genet Caesar for Philophilus. <gasps> well than Theophilus Were you expecting that? Uh, no, not at all. No, you would not expect much at oh, all. I thought we were going were through a decade of rubbish, so that's quite right. good. Okay. Well done, Theophilus. You have Gene nice. Caesar. Right. Okay, then. So that's this week. Um, thank you very much for listening uh, yep. to this slightly longer episode than usual. Do all of downloading stuff and reviewing stuff. Um, keep the comments coming. Um, happy birthday, Scott. It's your birthday right now whilst you listen to this. Or if it was your birthday yesterday, if we delayed the, the release. Yeah. Or you are listening to it again in the future. Or your name's Scott and not the Scott I'm referring to. Um. (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) Yes. Okay, right. All that needs to be said then is... If you're innocent, step forward. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah, and this... This fellow here, he's hes the one who's going to make the throne, is he? You, come here. Hello, sir. Hi. I hear your... Oh, oh no, no. Oh, sorry. Manners. Hello there, citizen. And what do you do? Oh, I'm a, a G.C.C. metalwork, sir. I'm Cecil. Wonderful. And metalwork. Yes, we work with metal. We hit it, we bang it, we put it into shapes. Wonderful. That, that's what I want for, for my throne. Gold's metal? Yes, sir, but very expensive. I mean, oh, I've never really worked with don't, gold. Don't worry about the cost. Oh. I've got that covered. I found a shed load of this stuff behind the sofa a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, yes, no, oh. I've d- I well, here are the plans. OK, well, let me have a look. Um, don't, 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 three li- 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 lions, OK, Um, and a, g- a groove What's a groove in? It's a griffin, a griffin. A griffin, what, what's that? I'm not entirely sure, but apparently they're marvellous, so, um, oh. yes... It's, it's, so it's a throne. And yes, I was thinking about this earlier when I was. Uh... Are they trees in the background, sir? Yes, yes. Well, well, like right. I'm very excited. Big gold tree with right. gold birds, gold lions, and gold griffins. The lions will be looking menacing, and the the birds will All be right. be in the tree, and the griffins will be doing whatever a griffin does. And um, Yes, it look very majestic, and I'll be sat in front of it at the base of the tree. Get on that, would you, Cecil? Can't persuade you for something more minimalist. Maybe a, a coat hanger, sir. I can bend one of those and shave within two hours, sir. No, no, I've got my heart set on this. I've been thinking about it for a while. Uh, yes, no, Um, get on that, would you? Um, um, yeah, uh, Thursday. Thursday, do th- Thursday? Thursday? Ah, a, a, week, a week Thursday. No, no, th- th- this Thursday. That's in twelve hours, sir. I, I Wonderful, Cecil. I, I'll oh. I'll see the work in the morning. Oh God! Good morning, Emperor. Ah, Ta-da! <coughs> Metal dust. Oh wow! I'm quite impressed. You only had twelve hours. Yes, sir. You can see the light. I've got it. Given it. Given it fangs. Um. I, I mean. They're, they're not perfect, but... No, those birds are almost lifelike. I'm I'm really rather impressed. And they're <gasps> lions. Wonderful, Seth. <sexual. gasps> Thank you, sir. Yes. You. What's that? I think it's a griffin, sir. OK, then. Make it go, then. Sir? Make it go. Uh, g- what what do you mean? The birds. Make them tweet. Um, Make the lions I... roar. Make the griffins. I, I... Griffin. Sir, I, I, they're just car, they're solid carving, sir. It's just, a, it's just an a iron frame with. It's d- okay, it's okay, d- it's okay, d- Cecil, it's okay. D- <sighs> Perhaps I didn't mention the fact I wanted the whole thing to move. You did What? Move my tan, sir? Yes, yes, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'll give you till um, Thursday afternoon. Next Thursday afternoon, sir. No, I'll see you in twenty minutes.